Good morning and welcome to the Pop-Up Thought Podcast. I am Rico and I write considerations to start the day with. Today with the title Who turns old habits into new wine? Pop-Up Thought Podcast, Thursday, January 7, 2021. It's with astonishment that we followed the developments in the United States yesterday. Extremist supporters of a roaring dictator storm government buildings. Four people killed, 52 injured. One president, once elected to a surprise, is said to want to reverse the election result, which has been legally verified on all sides. If that were to succeed, would an election result ever be accepted? It's not the first time that's this much violence is used in democratic countries to influence the course of political history, but it's miserable and very, very dangerous. A Dutch journalist walks among the violent supporters of Trump and asks what the reasons are. They're shouting that they want America back, that the elections shouldn't be stolen, but also that they are afraid of losing their country. If you keep asking, it's about the possession of weapons, about nostalgia, about the number of self-imposed a number of self-imposed benchmarks that stand for the preservation of old certainties. A prominent church leader with not even two conservative ideas is glad to be rid of Trump soon, but fears new leftist tyranny, in which unborn life would not be safe, that the road will be open to abortion and euthanasia. One seems to want to keep an old cleanliness. One wants to be allowed to polish his gun and defend his own piece of land, as is romanticized in every Western movie. The other wants to guard the benchmark for what is, in his or her eyes, Christianity, and hangs on to the medical-ethical discussion about the edges of what's desirable and possible with regard to unborn life and the end of life. Today I call it old purity, because of the story that's read this morning in churches everywhere in the world. It's Jesus of Nazareth who's present at a wedding party where the wine runs out. His mother has the idea that her son, the rabbi-to-be, can, be, can do something about it. Well, sometimes I just don't understand the Bible at all, even though I've studied theology for seven years and read theology for much longer. Mother has heard that she has given birth to the Son of God, the long-awaited Messiah, someone who should bring about a political religious revolution as the long-awaited son of the great King David, and she expects that he might be able to start his worldwide campaign at a wedding party by creating wine. What kind of book is this? Jesus responds with, Woman, is that your business? My hour has not come yet. And then his mother speaks to the servants. Do what he will say to you. Mommy apparently knows her son. Would it really be the first time that he does something miraculous? Did we miss something? I don't understand Mary. But maybe I'm just not Catholic enough. Now, according to the cleansing practice, the, the purity rituals of the Jews, there were six stone jars, each with a capacity of 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, put those jars full of water. They filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, Now scoop something out of them and bring it to the table master. That's what it did. And then John 2, John 2 verse 1 and to 12 reads, As soon as the table master tasted the water that had been turned into wine, he called the groom and told him, 
Everyone put good wine first, and once you've drunk well the inferior, you've kept the good wine until now. In all my readings of this story, it was always about the bizarre amount of wine the Messiah makes, or about the quality of the wine, or about the fact that he inaugurates his campaign with wine. And these barrels were just purely interesting because of their size. But in a theater of the Rabbi of Nazareth, there's very little coincidence. They were purification barrels, purification water, used to clean plates, dishes, hands and whatnot. These were characteristics of the Jewish people, identity markers, like the Second Amendment is, for some. The use of religious language in politics is, for others. Black Pete is, as popular entertainment, and so on. It cannot be for nothing that here Jesus of Nazareth deactivates those very means for traditional use and transforms them into festive, sparkling drinks of high quality to make the heart and mind happy. Some want, to some want to abolish some of these old folk traditions, which can be so terrible, exclusive for outsiders, excluding outsiders. And I feel at home with them. Other ones to keep these old habits at all costs. And they understand the nostalgia, the restlessness, the discomfort. The third one makes the old ideas, creates the, takes the old ideas, makes them unusable for conventional use and builds a party out of them. I long for that party. Purification water barrels that have fallen into disuse and surprisingly good wine. Well, cheers to the man of Nazareth and his way of working, even though he seems to go down ingloriously over and over again, but his weakness and change. Change is an untenable force for change. Cheers, even if it's still a bit early in the morning.